Welcome to the Productivity Podcast. We're joined today by Simon Taylor, who is chairman of the MTM Association in the UK and has worked with us at Rethink on many projects over the last five, six, seven years. Good afternoon, Simon. Good afternoon, Simon. How are you? Good, thank you. We're uh, facing into a bank holiday, so all good, although I'm not sure quite what I'm going to do, but nevertheless. So for those that don't know you, it'd be good if you gave everybody an overview of your work history and how you've got to where you are today. I don't know if I've got very far, but um, I, I started off as a, an industrial engineer um, some 35 years ago now. I trained up and did all the sort of formal training as an industrial engineer. So my qualification really is into improving management information. Um, that's effectively what I do and was taught how to do that all them years ago. I managed to, uh, to achieve a position of a factory manager uh, some years later. And that gave me the benefit of uh, being able to see the management information that was supplied to me. And then when I moved back into industrial engineering, I then had the experience of of both sides of the coin. Um, So effectively, we we were taught in in the olden days how to measure things. And I've used pretty much any measurement tool other than the sun. We we were taught how how to measure and quantify work. Uh, one of the um, the interesting things that's come about is over, over the years, although I was introduced into MTM on the original on my original course, never really went into it till about ten or fifteen years later, uh, when I realised that the the benefits towards getting the methods right, because one of the things that any industrial engineer will tell you is that um, you know you cannot downrate poor method. If you see somebody operating a poor method, then you can't time them, really. Um, so one of the things I, I noticed with, with MTM is that MTM stands for Methods Time Measurement. So one of the things that I was looking at was then, was instead of looking at making people go faster and work harder, etc., is to look at the methods that they operated. And um, when I started to look at MTM, the thing that I found quite fascinating was that it was developed in the 40s. So it's been around a very long time. And the reason why it was developed was because there was a lot of people like me working in factories and businesses around the States. And uh, what they were doing was in one factory, they would do a process and it would take 60 seconds. And in another factory, they would do another process and it would take 65 seconds. And in another one, it would take 55 seconds. And they worked out that actually we as people, we all have a fairly repetitive nature you know if you're moving your arms to pick something up then uh, you know this is a standard format so a lot of lateral thinking went on at that time um, and they looked at the method because that's the first thing they looked at but then how could they quantify that method using the stopwatch well technically you can't um, so they, they developed this um, this system called MTM so that they could examine the method by which people operated, how they picked something up, where they picked it up from, what was the criteria behind all those things. And they came out and they did an awful lot of filming. Um, they used the old cine projectors and they developed a lot of um, interesting data from there. They got the industrial engineers together, they got the statisticians together, and they came out with a format of coding. The coding in MTM1 is down into very small parts of a second coding in in MTM1. And then MTM1 became the mother of all 
predetermined motion time systems, which is what MTM is. Uh, there are others around there, uh, but MTM1 is the mother of them all. It was the first one developed, and it became the precursor for all systems following it. So just a, a couple of questions there then, because you mentioned a, a few bits. Down rating, for those people that don't know, if I give you my take and if you tell me I'm right, is when we would rate the performance, so the, the British standard of how hard somebody is working down because they weren't performing that task effectively. Is that fair to say? That's correct. So that that's down rating. And then you touched on MTM1 there, so it might be worth just giving us a breakdown of the different levels before we continue so we're clear on one, two, etc. Okay, right, yeah. So so originally it was just called MTM because it, there was only one system at the time. What they found was it takes MTM1 is a very detailed analytical system. It is a series of codes and the, the coding can be tenths, you know, a quarter of a second for each code. And what that means is, as an analyst, it can take you an extremely long time to analyze something. So what they developed in the 60s was they created something called MTM2, where they reduced the amount of codes dramatically and the distance ranges. So they, they then created this MTM2. They've then since developed several other um, MTM technical platforms. Uh, they developed a what they call UAS, which was a universal analyzing system. And this was developed in the 90s by, by the, the, the Germans. And what this was was, a, a, a again, a third-level system so that you can take out all the detailed analysis. And so long as you have a sufficient time within there, because the coding in UAS is around about a second, possibly slightly longer, per code, as opposed to MTM1, which is, you know, tenths of a second per code. So your analysis time in UAS is considerably faster. There are other systems as well, but the UAS system is the one that is vastly used around the world. One of the things that the criteria for developing an MTM system originally was the, the two things, really. One is that it is easily learned. Uh, an MTM, to be fair, MTM1 is a 10-day course. So it's not a, you know, we're not talking a master's degree. You're not talking... You know, you don't need to be a scientist to, to, to pass the course. And the other criteria was that it has to be um, applicable in any industry. So you can use it. We have used it in banks. We've used it in retail. We've used it in manufacturing, furniture making. You know, it, it is used everywhere. So any industry, so long as the task is repetitive, it is it, it is used for creating a value but also the, the main thing behind MTM is that you're creating a method. You're setting out a method. And that's the major thing with MTM is that you're recording how the process should be done. And what happens is that from the method that you've selected as an analyst, you create a, a time value. And whether you're using MTM1, MTM2, UAS, uh, or any of the other technical platforms that, uh, that the MTM have, then they are all the same. But the the one thing that, that we do pride ourselves on with, with, with MTM is that it is a global package. So there is what's class called a data card. Uh, each system has a data card of codes and, and values on, on those codes. 
And those data cards are the same in every country in the world. They might be a different language, but an AA1 is an AA1 in, in every country in the world in, in MTMUAS. And it has the same TMU value. So if you're working, most people now working for a global company uh, where they might have manufacturing units or factories or assembly units around the world, then you can create a value or a method in one place and it is the same everywhere. That's the one of the major advantages of, of MTM is that it is a global package. So you've so you've got a standardized set of codes at, at different levels of granularity based on MTM1, MTM2, UAS, etc. They all have a time attached to each code. So you're building those process the perfect process as you say that's correct so when i've got my process in effect i've got my time yep that's correct yes the the, the time for each code has already been established so that the time for uh, each individual code has got a preset time on it and therefore it comes in, into a you will come out with a calculated time but what you can also do from that and the advantage again is looking at methods is then you can look at those methods and create a what-if scenario. You could look at it and say, if I take, make this a, a slightly different way, will it be quicker or slower? And by changing the codes around, you can see whether the operation is quicker or slower. And you can do all this in front of you on a on either on a computer or a piece of paper uh, using the, the correct codes. So the, the ability for the industrial engineer to then supply going right back to it the manager with the information he needs that is is much greater because you can supply the manager with a this is how many people you need if you invest this much money in this piece of equipment you will have this much of a benefit this will give you a cost saving of or an increasing in costs of so it, it is it's got multiple advantages in, in using that because of the detail of information, using a stopwatch as an industrial engineer, the shortest element time you should be using is six seconds. Now, in MTM terms, you know, you could have anything from 30 or 40 to, to six codes in MTM, depending on which system you're using. So you've got a lot more information there to, uh, to provide to the managers or to the business, to the buyers, to the purchasing department, saying... You know, if you've got this product, this is how long it's going to take you to make it. If you want to make 10,000 a day or 500 a day, this is how many people you're going to need. But then the other advantage looking at the method is if you change the method or increase your tooling, etc., then you can, you know, you you can make it quicker or or slower. So I assume you can also use it for some diagnostics of if this is the process and this is the time in a number of locations and sites why why does it take longer which bits of that process are they circumventing or which extra steps are they put in so you can also use it as a the perfect way versus what's getting in the way in real life yes that, 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 that's exactly true one of the examples that we use in our um, in our training courses is we will give out a, a pen a standard biro take it apart and then put six of those pens in front of six individuals on, on, the, on the training course and say to those six individuals, you put that pen t- together. 
and you will find that they will all put it together slightly differently, which means they will take slightly different times. And it's not a question of the effort levels or the abilities of those people. It's a question of the method. And depending on the amount of information and the system that you're using, you can determine what method people have used and then come out with the correct method. So yes, if you've got a detailed analysis in MTM of a process and you're working in a factory in France and the value has been created in, in the UK, then you can get hold of that method. And if somebody's taking a lot longer or doing it quicker, it works both ways, then you look at the original method and say, right, why are you doing it this way? Because this is different. And you can follow that method from the observations of the person that you're watching. That's really powerful, isn't it? Because you don't physically need to see it. I assume someone could send you a video of the process or they could document the steps there and send them for you to assign the codes to. Absolutely. The easiest way to conduct an MTM analysis is to do it via um, a video, is to actually video the process, take it back into your office, use some form of uh, recording, whether that's on a, on a document or on a spreadsheet or on a system. There are some, some very good systems out there for doing that. And then to come out with this series of codes, which is the method that, the, that you're watching. So absolutely, yes, we've currently got a client who is... Uh, in an engineering plant up in the, in the northeast, and he has supplied uh, one of our instructors with, with lots of videos of their processes, and our instructor is currently building processes from those videos. So it, it's very easily done. It does not need to be done on that particular site. Yeah, I suppose the caveat to that is whoever's videoing needs to ensure that that's the, the correct process or the correct method. Absolutely correct. One of the, one of the beauties about running working with an, an MTM analysis is that you can go back to your uh, process team and and the the, the compilers of, of the the way that the processes should be done, and you know this is the method that we've seen. Is this the method that you wanted to do? Because you know people will take shortcuts when when in, in assembly processes, and they will miss things out, uh, which is as bad as putting too much work in. Uh, it, it is a double whammy thing. It isn't always the best way, and it maintains quality. One of the massive advantages of following an MTM analysis is that at the end of the line, the quality of the product is correct because everybody's followed what should be the correct process. If they're and not following that correct process, then that should be spotted very early on, and that should then make sure that the uh, the operator's are making a product of the quality standards that the business wants. And you talked before about this being a really good methodology for highly repetitious processes, so car manufacturing plants, production lines, I suppose repetitious admin, office work. Are there any watchouts for using this methodology or areas where it's less appropriate to use? It depends on the, the process, will depend on the on the system. Um, so if we're doing some very, very short cycle, highly repetitive stuff for ceramics industries, the electronics industries, then you're, you're better off using a system like MTM1 um, because you will get the detail of analysis and you will get all the, the methods that you require for that. You probably wouldn't use MTM1 for some of the longer processes because, as in car manufacturing, because the analysis time is huge. So then you would use a different system, as in MTM2 or UAS 
And there's another system out there called NEC. But there is also a system that's developed about 10 or 15 years ago now for logistics. There is a, a system there for getting into a forklift truck and driving around with a forklift truck. So they're pretty much covered with most industries now. There is a system called NEC which uses for what they classify as one-offs. The rail industry and the military are two industries which use the likes, likes of NEC. The one thing that MTM won't do is it won't deal with uh, what they call process times. It won't deal with uh, a retail environment where you are talking to customers. It has to be a, a physical process. So you're actually picking something up, putting something down, walking to somewhere, etc. If you're discussing things with, with people, as in you would do face-to-face -face with, a, with a customer, uh, this is not an MTM process. So there are limitations to to what you can use MTM for, but certainly talking is, is not one of the, the systems that M MTM does. There is an MTM technical system called a visual inspection, which you can use for checking. But the main thing in, in, in regards to into retail is, is discussing things with customers. There is no set format to that. Uh, there are some guidelines. There are some things mainly taken from time studies where there is an average time for people saying hello to a customer and goodbye to a customer and then giving them some sort of uh, greeting and, and introducing the business. But then if a customer is talking to them about what it is they want to buy, this is not an MTM system. It, it has to be a repetitive system that a person is being asked to do that is a physical system. As I say, picking things up, putting things down, etc. For me, this is a really good rounding of methodologies so if you use it with the likes of rated activity sampling we call it efficiency study or direct observation activity times and then mtm to round off those methodologies i think you get the best of all worlds because certainly in retail hospitality it's really important to capture that customer interaction in a way that gives the reality because some of that comes back to the effort that those organizations want to put into service because some of them want longer conversations because they sell more some don't because they want to serve quicker but within that you've also got the repetitious part of let's say a till transaction where the keys are always pressed in a certain order or you always scan take payment and then bag so i really see the value in that rounding from a retail point of view and hospitality outside of the core kind of manufacturing and process line stuff? Yes, exactly correct. So in, in retail, for example, uh, if you're in a supermarket using a till, then you can you would most likely be using MTM1 because you're absolutely correct. The, the, the process time for picking something up and putting something down is highly repetitive at a till. However, the, the greeting of the customer you would need to get from some form of time study. But the processing of the items, the, the scanning of the cards, whether the customer is using a contact or a contactless card, whether they're paying by cash, etc., these are only things that you could probably do from uh, some form of time study. But the actual detail of picking something up and, and scanning it and send it through, which, as we all know, is the, the main one for a till in the supermarket. However, if I was selling a pair of shoes or a phone, um, this would be mainly done by doing a time study. Uh, MTM is not particularly suitable for that because, as you say, 
some people like the, the, the customers we talked a lot of to, to, um, to be sold something. However, the putting of the stock out from the stock room, the getting of the stock in from the uh, area into the warehouse, then from the back warehouse into the store, and then any returns, etc., administration functions can all be done via MTM because then you have a consistent approach across all your stores. So you don't end up with five people in one store in your back office and four in another and six in another. Uh, you can maintain a regular discipline as to how many people should be there because of the requirements of that store. Excellent. So I think that's been a really good conversation. And in, in summary, in my mind, if I play it back to you, so MTM gives us a, a, a series of choices in terms of level of detail for those codes with the, the time assigned to them. The real benefit is that you get to see a view of your standard method or even define that method if you've not got one. You can then look at variances across operators, colleagues, sites to to understand what drives that variance and start to streamline so everybody gets closer to the standard. Therefore, you drive, hopefully, productivity gains, efficiency increases. And from a retail hospitality point of view, if you've not tried it, using it across the other methodologies to give you a wider view of the art of the possible. Yes, that that, that sums it up well. It, It is a powerful tool. And if you use it correctly, and if you've been on the correct training courses and you're using the, the, the tool correctly, then you will find that the management information is very, very powerful. And it allows all sorts of things to be done, costing, method improvements, etc., quality standards. These are all useful parts of a uh, TM system. The one thing I haven't mentioned yet is that the one thing that the, the global network is, is doing now is uh, an ergonomics uh, package. There is a, an ergonomics package which has been out there now for a few years called EAWS, and it's effectively a spreadsheet, a very, very clever spreadsheet, uh, where you type into the, the spreadsheet what the people are doing, and if they're performing some sort of repetitive task, it comes out with a analysis of, you know, is, is this a stressful task, etc. But it's all based on MTM, uh, because MTM is, is all there about making people at work better it's improving the environment for the person to be working in it's not there to be used as a tool to beat people with a stick or to reduce labor content it's there to prove the people's working area and environment and uh, eaws is just an additional system that um, the, the global network have developed to improve this thing for the people to be working in brilliant so if people want to find out more about MTM, want to have a detailed discussion, want to book on a training course, they can find you under Simon Taylor on LinkedIn. We'll also put a link to the MTM website when we publish the podcast, so that'll go straight through. Really appreciate you joining us, Simon. It's been good to work together over the years, and with the new Retime predetermined MTM app that's coming out, we will work together more closely in the future. So appreciate your time. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed, Sam. It's been good talking to you.